0: things we need to talk about today. We're going to give you guys an update on just our freaking current situation with basketball. Here we go again. We're going to talk about baseball a little bit, recruiting update, and kind of go over some coaching staff updates and everything like that. But uh, first, you know, how you doing today, man? You doing all right today?
1: Doing good. How about, how about you?
0: I'm doing good, man. It's uh, getting close to spring, which means more yard work. I'm not a big fan of <laughs> yard work, but... You know, or bees or, you know, sometimes people get ants. I'm just yeah. not a, not the biggest fan of spring and pollen. Oh, gosh, I, I get pollen really bad and allergies really bad. But the yeah, weather but
1: once, once spring comes, then you get to start talking about vacation and you get to have summer in the hot weather.
0: I tell you what, man, I'm so pumped about vacation. We, My wife and I were looking up some hotels and we are going to be going to the beach coming up. And it, it just got me thinking, you know, all the good times when we were young, we used to go on beach trips all the time in the summer. So mm-hmm. did you have, did you have like a routine beach you would always go to growing up? Or did you guys kind of just go somewhere new?
1: Yeah. So whenever I was growing up, we always went to Panama City before it became the big Panama City that it is now. Um, really? So it, it was kind of, you know it was a lot more low key and it was a lot it was more of like a family atmosphere than than it's it's turned to now um, so <laughs> it's it's a completely different we went back a few years ago we were at Destin we drove over to Panama City first time I'd been there in years and it was uh, yeah it was quite different
0: Oh, yeah, and apologies on that. That was probably my fault during the college years. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know. I mean, I think they got rid of spring break down there because it got so out of hand and so wild and yeah. just violent sometimes. I think, you know, it, they just stopped doing that.
1: So yeah, I think hope- alcohol on the beaches, I think, were, like, restricted or or something like that. So that probably helped out a little bit. Yeah, a little bit.
0: Same reason as most of these college campuses are dry now yeah. and <laughs> tobacco free. Yeah. yeah, we we always went to Myrtle Beach growing up, and I gotta say, within the past ten years, it has really—I mean, it was always big, but it's grown a lot now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of overrun. But growing up, we would always go there, and it was cool seeing Broadway on the beach. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just fun going to the beach with your family and having a good time. And Stepping away from reality a little bit, so I'm really looking forward to hitting the spot. We're going to a place that we've never really been to. We're going to try Clearwater, and I'm looking forward to it. It's been voted like the number one beach like Hmm. three of the last four years, and we've been watching videos and stuff. and It it just looks nice. It doesn't look overcrowded. I think the kids will have a good time. It just looks very like a family beach yeah. but it's kind of got like you know your commercial hotels and stuff like that. It's a good yeah. combination of the two. Have you ever been down there?
1: No, so I've never I we always used to go to the Panama City Destin or you know Fort Walton around that area. Mm-hmm. Um you know the Gulf of Mexico was always the the best beaches in the state. So uh, yeah. we tried to stay around there but no I've never been anywhere um I've never been to like the Tampa area or, or Clearwater or anything like that. So Yeah, I'd like to get down there too. So, um, you have to let me know how that is.
0: Yeah, I've I've been to a bunch of beaches around the Gulf. Like I've been to Panama, been Mm -hmm. to Destin. Uh, We've been to Daytona, which is on the coast. We've been to uh, Navarre Beach. That's really nice. If you've ever been there. But uh, yeah, you know that that Gulf area where Tampa and St. Pete. It's really nice. We've driven through Clearwater. We just never really stayed there. So, I'm just excited about the food. I'm so obsessed yes yeah, just some fresh good seafood and you know those little places like you figure out at the pool and those little ho- those hotel pools have like a nice bar with like yeah. some good burgers oh man <laughs> I- i'm just that's really the best part about vacation my mouth know.
1: water sitting here
0: i know <laughs> just just going to the beach and getting some fresh seafood man yeah you can't beat that you really can't so
1: i'm surprised uh, y'all makes- are y'all not going to disney this year
0: Man, we usually go to Disney all the time. If you guys don't know me, we are Disney obsessed and we try and go at least once a year with our with our tight budget. We try and just use our tax refund money. We call that <laughs> Disney money. But yeah, man, we're going to try and do it next year, but just uh-huh. with COVID and everything and like the kids wearing the mask and that Florida heat. I don't I just don't want to lose. This is going to sound real cheesy, but I don't want to lose that Disney magic. So, yep. I think I think we're going to try and go next year, whenever COVID's kind of gone away a little bit more, but you know, they're not required to wear masks on the beach and stuff like that. So I can just, I can see my kids now just running around with the mask on, just sweating and breathing. And yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't look good in my head. So I don't want to yeah. have them miserable at Disney world, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So, if any of uh, y'all listeners need a uh, Disney tour guide, just hit up Sean. Cause uh, he knows literally everything about Disney. I remember him, someone at work talking about, um, going to Disney and it's like Sean knows every restaurant and every park and and uh, every ride and, and everywhere. So if you need Disney uh, tour guide, hit up Sean. It's pathetic
0: at this point because my <laughs> paycheck just goes to Mickey Mouse. I mean, yeah. he's just he's laughing at my as face. if he needs it. And the worst part is, you know, we got the Disney Plus. So anytime we watch a movie, they have that little like the castle in the <laughs> intro, and yeah. then every time it gets me I'm like, man, I want to go back. Like, just get me out of here. So yeah, Disney, you know what you're doing, you marketing geniuses. So it's crazy, <laughs> <laughs> man. Time. It's crazy. So we'll get into basketball now. Uh, gosh. Something
1: not so magical.
0: Yeah, not so. Here we, how do we make that transition from the happiest know, place man. on earth to Tennessee basketball? It's just <laughs> sad. Could not be more opposite. But obviously, we're not currently ranked anymore. We are six and six in the last twelve games. It seems like, for whatever reason, typical Tennessee fashion, we are just not doing anything when it matters most. And that's a problem because the SEC tournament's coming up. We got NCAA March Madness tournament coming up. I I just don't understand why we can't just focus on these last few games. I think we have one more game left, right? And then the SEC tournament comes. So we lost to Auburn. It was ugly. It was 77-72. to Uh, You told me earlier that, you know, our freshman lit up the scoreboard. I think you told me Keon Johnson had like 23 and then Jaden Springer had 20. So what what's going on with man? Is there is this like an easy fix? Do you think they just don't care? Is this COVID related or is it just Tennessee? Does someone have like a Tennessee voodoo <laughs> doll and it's a they switch. just Yeah, and they're just going to town on it like what's what's going on? What do you think's going on?
1: It's like those commercials where I think they just need to eat a Snickers and they'll turn into you know, they'll turn into back to the way they were. Yeah. But the easy fix, you know, I, some of it seems like it could be an easier fix, but you know turnovers have been a bit have been a big issue. Where where earlier in the season when we were playing really well was just not a um, was not that big of an issue. You know I think we were only averaging like eight or nine turnovers at the time, but now we're you know it's like eighteen a game. It seems like so um, obviously with our offense not not being a, up to par to where you know it was earlier in the season, we're giving other teams extra possessions with our turnovers. Letting them score more often, and uh, we're just not making shots. So, I don't, it, we sound like a broken record now. Whenever we talked about baseball or basketball, and um, us not being able to hit, hit get get the ball down to the post, and we're having to rely on our freshman to, and uh, you know, just a couple other players and VJ Bailey to to make those outside shots and the three pointers. So, you know, if 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 it doesn't change and we can't get any inside game, it's just. Uh, I don't think that much is going to change, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean it's right here, focusing with four points to Auburn. Like post play yeah. is extremely important. I don't know what is going on. Uh, it looked like we couldn't catch a break at Auburn. I mean, I know we cut it close there at the end, but it's almost like it's too late at that point. Like yeah. Like, what's you're you're gonna to play tough now? You're gonna fight and try to win now. So it, it's just frustrating. It's always been frustrating. And the, what's even more frustrating, Auburn was without their best player, you know, yeah. Sharif, Sharif Cooper. Yep. So the damage could have been much, much worse if he hit the floor. I think all of our players were in, and they were all healthy, at least physically. Just They, they just, I don't know. Even Pons struggled on offense. I mean, I know he usually does, but he only had 10 <laughs> points.
1: Which is, I don't know. For this year it's been pretty good for him, ten points. So uh um, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know if it's gonna be like an overnight fix. I don't know if they just need to I don't know if like the expectations got up to him, but you wouldn't think so with such a veteran team that we have with uh, Josiah James Jordan, you know, as a sophomore, but um he stepped up earlier in the season then we have Volkerson who had a really good year last year, who's just you know, he's played pretty terrible within the last, you know, month and a half or so. Ponds is yeah. Pons hasn't has never been an offensive threat really, um, unless he's next to the goal and he can just jump and dunk it every time. Um <laughs> but you know, it kinda gives me the yips whenever he, he's having to shoot a, a shot past the free throw line. Um yeah. so I mean if 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 Keon and, and you know Springer are gonna have to lead the pack and score, I think they're they're gonna have to score continue to score you know 20 points or more each and then we're going to have to get you know fulkerson in the in the double digits too to have have a good chance at winning against you know anybody
0: i just don't get it i don't understand it because talent wise this is arguably the most talent we've had on a basketball team and we're not even ranked right before sec tournament i just don't understand it uh I wish there was an easy answer. I don't yeah. know. I'm not Coach Barnes, but I don't. I don't even know if he has an answer right now. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm against Coach Barnes, but I, th- I don't think he's got an answer for it. It's there's just I have no idea how he's going to try and fix this. I don't even know what he's telling these guys. I don't even know what he's telling these guys at practice.
1: Yeah, but, I don't. the 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 bad part is that we you know we came into the year thinking we had so much depth, and it's it's like we're we're lacking you know, post play depth, you know, behind Fulkerson and Ponds, you know, we have Olivier Kamwa, who's, who's pretty decent, but he, you know, he still makes some, some, some pretty big mistakes and on defense and, yeah. um, and he, he doesn't have any kind of game other than just like the layup game dunking and things like that. So, you know, he, he kind of gets his minutes in and that's it. And then, you know, EJ and who we were thinking that was going to come in and, and have a Pretty big role. Can't make a layup to save his life. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, he brings like a bulldog mentality on the diff, on the defensive end, but then he gets in foul trouble. So his, minute, his minutes have diminished very quickly. So, um, you know, he's only averaging like two or three minutes a game now. So uh, I wouldn't expect anything out of him and definitely not on the offensive end. Like last game against Auburn, he missed a wide open layup. He just like threw it over the basket. It was just awful. So don't expect any offensive production from him. And then uh, other than that, there's like nobody. <laughs> I mean, you just have to laugh every time you see us try to make a layup and it's pretty sad.
0: Or we could be – we could make a segment of, you know, that come on, man, of yeah. just us missing layups. Layups, and, and and dunks. We missed a couple dunks, you know, a few games yeah. back, like in the same game. So and I mean, think it's – to make it worse to-
1: for Auburn – um. Bruce Pearl's now won six in a row against us, so that just kind of adds to the pain of, of the typical Tennessee fan.
0: Six in a row against Tennessee. Good Lord. Yeah. I loved Bruce Pearl here. I really yeah. did. Like I, I think everybody did. If you, if you yeah. said you didn't, you're lying. Of course, like, he had to go. But before mm-hmm. that incident, you know, everybody loved him here. And he, yep. he honestly kind of put us on the map with basketball. Cause yeah, he definitely did. I don't – before that – I mean, he had so much energy. He, you know, he was – in the football games, you know, with paint on, like, yeah, he was just funny. fun. He was just fun, a fun dude with a lot of energy. So yeah. Yeah. It just, it, it just sucks, man. I don't understand. I think it's safe to say that you would want true freshmen that are more talented versus like experienced players like a guard and post. Cause that's honestly what we have. We have Fulkerson who's been here for a while. Um, you know, yeah. Josiah Jordan James is his second year, I think. And I don't know. And Pons has been here for—is this his third year? Uh, he's a here. senior. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's been. I mean, that's what I mean. We have a team of a lot of veterans, but two extremely talented freshmen.
1: And, mm-hmm.
0: and without those freshmen, we are an ugly basketball team. Yeah, would be rough. We are. So that, I honestly feel like they're our only offensive production. You know, at least especially you know in these last few games. Yeah. I, I don't. I can't. I can't rely on anybody on offense except those two freshmen. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: hopefully they can stay healthy. If, if one of them gets hurt or something like that, it's you might as well just call it in.
1: <laughs> yep. It's downhill from there.
0: I don't see anybody stepping up, you know, unless they have a career high game. You know what I mean? Like if somebody steps up and they have a career yeah. high game. The next game they go back to being terrible. But <laughs> I don't I don't see that happening if somebody were to miss like that. But we got an upcoming game. Our last game is against the Florida Gators, which, you know, if you're a Tennessee fan, you should be scared because Florida always beats us in anything. (laughs) And the last time Florida beat us was by 26. And that was was a while ago. That was our second loss of the SEC, you know, in the SEC play. So I think, I mean, you mentioned it, ever since that loss, that's kind of started this momentum of this yeah. slump that we're in. So what do you think about the upcoming Florida game and what it means? All that good stuff.
1: Yeah, that that really did start the the, the big downfall, the slippery slope, whatever you want to call it, from, from where we were then to, to where we've gotten to now. I don't know if that was, you know, the the momentum turner that um, that caused it all, but, you know, we shot 29% from the field in that game and only 16 po- 16% from the 3 so obviously you're not going to win that kind of game so you know to to win this game I and mean, we were trying to think of you know keys to win this game and it's literally the only thing that you can think of is just make your shots so you know if if we made you know 40% of our shots and you know we're right there in the game and you know a few more threes also we shot 48% from the free throw line so you know we missed over half of our free throws which are literally free throws so um, you know, getting those points back and, you know, I guess just being more disciplined and, uh, not turning the ball over, giving them extra possessions. I think they dominated us and rebounding that game too. So, you know, just the, the normal stuff that Rick Barnes teaches. I think that, uh, obviously, I don't think we're going to shoot 29% from the field on Sunday. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to shoot better than 16%. Um, and this is a big game for SEC standing-wise and, and what seeding we get in the, in the tournament. So, um, you know, I don't know if this will be a, a big game in which they kind of get scared or are they going to step up to the plate and, uh, you know, um, want to get that better seed to, to have a better pathway to the SEC championship. If this game's in
0: Knoxville, right? Because the last yeah. one was uh, in Gainesville. If they if they shoot sixteen percent from the from the three, yeah, I know, I know it's COVID, but there is going to be nobody. I think <laughs> they're just going to get up and leave. So. Yeah, it'll be rough. And you mentioned SEC standings; it's huge right now because yeah. Florida actually just lost tonight. So we're recording this Wednesday night, and Missouri they beat them on a the last second shot. Thank you, Tigers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they they beat them, Whew. and. Honestly, the game Sunday in Knoxville against Florida is going to determine the four seed. So whoever wins that will get a four seed, and they'll get the double bye in the SEC tournament. That's huge right there because right now, yeah. you know, what the projections were at a six seed. So if we can jump that to a four in the SEC tournament, that's that's really really big. So, whew, I don't I don't know, man. What what, what do you think about the potential? of the seating and stuff like that. If we take care of Florida.
1: Yeah. It's hard to tell right now. I don't, I don't know if, you know, you know, getting the five C means we would, we would only get one by technically they have like a play in game for the, like the 11 and 12 seed or something, whatever seeds that is to play to get into the five C game. You know, I don't know if it's better for us to, to continue to play games, to kind of get more, more games under our belt to get us a better seating in the tournament. Because, you know, if we play that extra game, that could be an extra win. And if we, you know, if we win more games in the SEC tournament, that could potentially get us a better seed in the uh, March Madness. So either way, I think that, you know, we'll have to win a couple of games in the SEC tournament to uh, to keep our seeding around the 6 in the uh, March Madness. So uh, big game on Sunday. Really cool note from that one is athletic director Danny White his brother is actually the head coach for Florida uh, Basketball, so this will be the first time he's kind of had the family uh, the family game within the SEC. So um, it would be kind of cool to see that. Don't they have a third brother that's somewhere else? Yeah, he's the athletic director at uh, was it? FI? FIU or something? Yeah, no, I think, I F- think it's something like that. If it,
0: yeah, maybe. I know it's F-A-U. something. Yeah, because
1: he hired Giffen, I think.
0: I bet that isn't the most – Annoying competitive Thanksgiving and Christmas ever. Oh, yeah. And then his I, dad
1: I, was the athletic director at Duke.
0: I bet they just all go at each other's throats. Yeah. <laughs> that poor mother. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. But yeah, and hopefully, you know, you're right. It is a gamble if we get a five seed and have to play an extra game, but the gamble could pay off. And if yeah. we win big, you know, all of this could project us more in the NCAA tournament. So. Currently, ESPN their bracketology has us at a six seed in the tournament for March Madness, but NCAA, who we all know loves us so much, they have us at an eight seed. So we'll just, <laughs> yeah, no. And at one, keep in mind, we were ranked number six in the nation at one point. Yeah, this which season. would have been
1: a two seed. At one point, we were a one seed. I think.
0: Yeah, you're so... right. You're exactly right. Like after we destroyed Missouri at Missouri, we. We were doing pretty good then, and then we won a couple more after that, and then games will happen, and then. Yeah,
1: you know. after that Missouri game, they were talking about us being one of the potential like three teams in the country that could win the championship behind Gonzaga and Baylor. But, yeah. You know, Tennessee is the only team that could potentially beat these two teams, but now it's just, you know, how far have we fallen back now? How's
0: Gonzaga look? I really haven't seen a lot of them play just because they're so far out west, and a lot of their yeah. games come on in weird times. Have you seen any of that? yeah i mean
1: they're really good and they have really good players They their conference you know it's it's the west coast conference so they don't really they don't play anybody and they win every game by 20 uh but earlier in the season when they were playing like you know better teams i think they'd be quite a few ranked teams to begin with so um it's always kind of a a risk in their situation whenever they play teams that they're so much better than and then um come March Madness time, when they go up against, you know, big-time Power 5 programs and um, teams that continuously play tough teams, you know, you kind of wonder how they're going to respond. I know Gonzaga's
0: known for basketball, but Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time they were anything amazing in basketball. Like, I I know they're consistently all right, but, I mean.
1: They made the championship a few years ago, um, but I don't think that they've won it. Basketball's but they've so always been Pretty consistent.
0: Basketball's so strange because I couldn't tell you who won the last five like consecutively. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you kind of just forget after last year. Like in year three, like if you win the Natty and the college basketball, like three years from now, not a lot of people are going to remember. Yeah. It's really weird how that works. But,
1: oh, yeah, well. everybody's just worried about their bracket. Once their bracket's done, they stop paying attention.
0: <laughs> yeah, after that first game, golly, when Virginia was the first one seed to lose to a 16 seed yeah, a couple insane. years
1: back. Oh man, talk about a bracket buster. Destroyed sp- millions of people's brackets.
0: Yeah, first time ever, ever. Yeah. So, And speaking of brackets and March Madness and people getting mad about the March Madness mark tournament. Your calendars. Yeah, mark your calendars because we are officially going to be doing it. I don't know if you all listened to the last episode, but we're officially going to be doing two different brackets. So... Uh, follow us on Facebook. We're going to post the details in there and we'll probably go over the details once we get it finalized and everything like that. But we're going to be doing two different tournaments and one's going to be, we're just going to call it a bragging rights tournament and no, no money or anything like that. Literally just for bragging rights. And then the other one's going to be a $10 buy-in. So I think, do you remember how many people was it like in the mid thirties that were wanting to do it so far?
1: Yeah, I think so. So yeah, right quite now quite a few right, people.
0: Yeah, right now we got about $35 or $35. <laughs> 35, 35 people interested in the tournament. So uh, if you guys know anybody, spread the word and definitely check out our Facebook page. We'll have all the details on there. The Facebook page is just the Rocky Top Times, so can't yep. miss it. But yeah, we're excited, man. I, I'm pumped for this. Are you excited?
1: Yeah, man. I, I don't remember the last time I've had a really good bracket. I, I, I dig too much into the stats. And uh, try to look at you know past trends, but it's just so hard to predict.
0: <laughs> it is, and the last time I had a decent bracket was. Do you remember when VCU made it to the final yeah. four like ten years ago? I actually picked them to go to the final four. <laughs> All the other three were completely wrong, but yeah. somehow VCU landed on it. So, but it wasn't. I had like three or four you know tournaments involved at that time, yeah. so it wasn't like my only one. But yeah. Yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. We're really excited to get that started and kind of engage with you guys. So I can't wait to get that started. So let's shift gears to the Tennessee ball, Tennessee balls, Tennessee balls baseball <laughs> team, the Diamond Balls. The Diamond uh, Balls. Right now we're seven and two. I think you mentioned you told me this because you follow this a lot better than I do. But they went two mm-hmm. and two over the weekend against Indiana State. So uh, just. I'll let you take the floor, man. Tell me about baseball. What else we got?
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't pay too much attention. I know we did. We did on a walk off uh, for all you baseball fans out there on our last game to go make sure we didn't lose the series there. So, you know, two <laughs> and two over the weekend is not the, uh, it's not really the look that we were looking for against Indiana State. But you know, at least we didn't lose the series. So, um, seven and two on the year is still pretty good. So, um, got to keep up the momentum there. Um, we had a game scheduled today against Dayton, but it was canceled, but they did find a replacement game against Austin P in which we did win five to three. So, I guess now we're eight and two overall. Um, oh, I would bad. expect us, no, nah, I think I put that. So forgot to update that part. Um, but anyways, we, we should probably stick around that, you know, 16 to 20 range in the rankings whenever it comes out. Um, and then we also have a, uh, weekend series against georgia state coming up so uh, what georgia state yeah just keep your uh
0: that's not good
1: no tennessee they have our and georgia <laughs> state just don't uh they don't add up
0: well, i do not know why you would them. try to schedule them hopefully we're not paying them like a million dollars to just yeah, absolutely get embarrassed in front <laughs> of the nation so yeah yeah, I haven't seen – I've just seen, you know, kind of the highlights and stuff. I saw the walk-on highlight and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. But are, are how, do you know – are the stats looking okay for, like, the All-Americans and stuff like that? Or is there anybody else kind of stepping up to the plate? Or is it kind of just regular stuff across the board as far as stats go?
1: Yeah, I don't think that anybody's really um... – just lighten the lighten the numbers up or anything like that so far. I I really don't think that, you know, Max Ferguson was our, was our first team all American. I don't really think that he's done much to be honest. I know in the lineup today he was hitting seventh. So um, I think he's hitting in like the two hundreds below two hundreds. So not, not too good right now. So, you know, you're an all American. I think a lot of people take notice of that, of course, in their scouting reports and they, you know, they pitch to you different. So, I would ex- yeah. I would expect a lot more off-speed pitches and things like that. So, um not too surprising, but you know, you would you would expect more of a higher average with uh um, some better stats there, but you know, I think a lot of, a lot of the starting lineups doing all right. I don't think that there's anybody like I said popping off the numbers and and just, you know, hitting like 500 right now or anything like that.
0: That's a lot of pressure too. And baseball's extremely mental like when you're yeah. on, you know at bat and stuff, so it's a lot, yeah. a lot of pressure on these guys. <clears throat> is there a player that stands out like across the nation who's like absolutely the best player in college baseball Do you, that you know of? Do you know? Well,
1: there's there's a few there's a few Vanderbilt pitchers. There's a I can't remember one of them's name, but one of them is uh, Kamar Rucker, who was actually Tracy Rucker's son. If you if you you know, yeah. Tracy Rucker was a defensive, defensive line, line coach for Tennessee. Uh, I think he's moved on to Auburn now. I think he was or it's either Auburn or South Carolina, I can't remember. No, um, he
0: so he went to South Carolina yeah, and then thought. he then he ditched him and went to Auburn. Yeah, went to Auburn.
1: So yeah, Kamar Rucker, he's you know, he's a he's huge. He you know, he plays he's a right handed pitcher and he throws like mid nineties. I think he's one of the top overall. Will be one of the, you know, top five draft picks in this upcoming draft. So he's the one that kinda of stands out. You know, there's a lot of other Uh, pitchers and and things like that in the sec especially
0: Um, yeah vanderbilt's always had a legit baseball team vanderbilt mississippi state arkansas yeah all of them are really really good and the conference is really strong this year so hopefully hopefully we won't lose to georgia state and we can get some momentum (laughs) going for (laughs) for these tougher games coming up ahead so cool man well uh We'll keep we'll keep track of baseball and stuff like that. I know you guys like listening to it, and it's fun. You know, my son's getting into baseball, so I pretend nice. like I'm getting into it. But I say baseball; it's really t-ball. So,
1: Coach Sean but coming up next year again.
0: Yeah, Coach Coach Sean, let's do this thing. So <laughs> let's go let's go over to recruiting now. Uh, this one, I feel like every subject just hurts. Like Tennessee basketball, yeah. like Tennessee baseball. We're about to play Georgia State and now. <laughs> a recruiting update. Uh, nobody's coming here. We're just going to tell you about all the guys that we wanted to come here and did not choose Tennessee. So, uh, unless you, you know, live under a bridge or something, we lost out on Ty Simpson. So this was, and you know, how I knew we were not going to get this kid other than the obvious, I guess. That day he got rated a five star. I was like, "This dude is going to Alabama. Like, (laughs) he is going one hundred percent to Alabama because he just got a five star."
1: He would have dropped a three star if he was coming here.
0: Yeah, or not. He'd go unranked or something, and get rid of his picture. So (laughs) he he got a five star rating. Literally, I think a day or two before he committed to Alabama. And honestly, I don't blame the kid. I, I wish him well. Except on the third Saturday of. October but I do think he's a really good kid it's really hard to hate on him because if you if you guys have heard him speak in his interviews he's such a nice kid and I do think mm-hmm. he's very smart but you know I think he wanted to come to Tennessee but the whole crew thing you? exactly like how man how this is your reputation this is your future it's almost impossible to come to Tennessee after everything that was thrown at Tennessee, and then the national media, the McDonald's bags. I mean, I'm not surprised. And I do think his heart still is at Tennessee. And and I'm not saying he's 100%. Do you know if he's going to enroll early at Alabama? I I just kind of stopped following him after he put on the
1: Crimson hat. I don't know if he's decided that yet or not. But, you know, most of the big-time recruits now, if if their grades are up to par, then they're typically enrolling early. But, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, there's still a long time, especially if, you know, this COVID stuff kind of goes away and and the kids are able to start taking visits and, you know, kind of get to know the coaches better and, you know, actually get to yeah. meet them. You know, it could yeah. change a lot of, a lot of these kids' decisions. It's really hard for an incoming staff to come in and, you know, you know, tell all these recruits when you, when you, know, a lot of these recruits have probably been to Tennessee more times than the coaches have. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah, it's going to be hard for, You know, this recruiting class, I know we were talking about it prior to the Pruitt firing that, you know, this was going to be our our big time class that we really needed to, you know, walk down the state and the borders. But, um, you know, the more time that goes by, the less that's looking like it's going to happen, especially with some of the higher recruited or higher ranked players from the state.
0: Here's what I think. I think his heart still is at Tennessee. Yeah. And I'm, not, I'm not trying to sound like a sad, optimistic Tennessee fan. <laughs> like he, He's going to Bama, okay? I get it. But if Heupel brings life and energy and just – if he makes football fun again and he sees what he can do with quarterbacks, I think he will listen. I'm not saying he's going to flip. I'm not saying he's going to suit up an orange. I definitely think he will, at the minimum, listen if he sees yeah. how much fun and stuff they're having. Because I do think his heart is at Tennessee, but unfortunately <laughs> these kids are smart and they think with their brain. And if he goes to Bama, he's going to just do really good things. But yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. I don't think I do think he'll start – he'll probably be on the bench at least two years with that Bryce Young kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he's He was their number one quarterback out of his class. And what these recruits don't really know – but like the next class coming in, they're going to be going after these five star kids that play the yeah. same position as you. So it's just, uh, they just reload on five stars, man. I've never seen anything like it in my life. So, yeah, definitely, definitely changing the game of college football in a bad way for Tennessee. But Todd Simpson, he's going to Alabama. And then there was a little glimmer hook because we're like, oh, man, we'll just get this other quarterback named Sam Horn. <laughs> Because he's a cool, he's a good dude. He's got good tape. He's highly rated. And then Sam Horn goes to Missouri, which he commits to Missouri, which I thought was weird because I thought Hypo was going to use Missouri to his effect, saying, "Here's what I did to Missouri's offense when I was there with Drew Locke." But no, he ended up going to Missouri. So I don't really know much about Sam Horn, but you know, what do you think about us missing out on these two quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, I know under the Pruitt staff, they were going all in on Simpson. Yeah. Um, Sam Horn was also a really highly ranked guy. I think he's top 100 in the country. So, you know, most most everybody wants him uh, for the most part. And, you know, I think once Ty Simpson started trending towards either Clemson or Bama and then uh, for sure going to Bama as of last Friday, I think we kind of ramped up our, our talks with Sam Horn to try to you know, kind of get him to delay his decision. But, you know, I think the Missouri just kind of came out of nowhere for us. Uh, I think he was always interested in them, but we didn't know that he was going to commit so early. So, um, you know, just another top 100 player going to a, another SEC program that we're going to be playing every year. So it's, uh, it's going to be a tough recruiting class for us. I think it's going to take a little bit for you know, the investigation stuff to come out and then, uh, you know, see what kind of product we put on the field for all these players to to really want to decide if they want to come or not.
0: And we'll keep you guys updated on that as well. But I think a week ago, the chancellor mentioned we should have an answer, you know, in three weeks. So, you know, after this week, it'll be about two weeks left of waiting. So hopefully it's not too, too brutal. I think a lot of people would be fine with just a – one-year post postman play, uh, at least I hope. Because, I mean, they, they, they as soon as they found out about it, they got rid of everybody, which was the right thing to do. But, you know, you're looking at multiple level one yeah. recruiting violations. So, and, of course, the McDonald's thing has not been confirmed <laughs> yet. I know social media makes that hard to believe, but it's I – mean, I wouldn't put it past it. It's Tennessee. So, uh, I yep. would not put it past it at all, but – we're missing on these two quarterbacks. I don't even know where they go from here. Uh, I mean, I I feel confident with our quarterback room right now, but college players are only here for so long. So you gotta fill in some people. I don't know where we go from here at quarterback. Uh, I think you you did some research and you told me that we're trying to we've re, we've offered Drew Aller, who is a four star from Ohio. So that's that's probably a long stretch. Ohio's pretty far and yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. And then the other guy was Traven Jackson out of Indiana, who's a three-star. And he's probably more likely because right now we're looking like three-star U with our roster. So <laughs> do you know anything about these guys at all?
1: Nope. I just, yeah. I think, you know, Simpson and Horn were our, our, you know, they were the top of our board for quarterbacks. And I don't think that, I think they almost assumed that we would have one or the other. Um, yeah. So I don't know if they've really pursued any of these other guys that hard. Um, but I would expect them to kind of you know hit the trail pretty hard looking for a quarterback as you, you pretty much need a quarterback in every class. So um, yeah, I think uh, it's just time will tell for this uh, quarterback room.
0: Yeah, I, this class, I think is just going to be rough. unless Heupel just comes in and just makes the offense look so explosive mm-hmm. and fun and just new. But I, I agree. I, I think this recruiting class is going to be a really, really rough one. So uh, Probably because he's not handing out money, but we'll see. <laughs> but another recruit that committed today was T. Martin's son, so Cade Martin, and he committed to Miami. And a lot of people – think this dude's going to make his money in baseball, which I don't blame him. You know, it's much less contact. If you're good at baseball, man, I I mean, I know they play like a ton of games a season, but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh, it's hard to take football if you're really good at baseball over that. But he's a really, really, really good baseball player, and I know you're the baseball dude. So tell me what this kid, you know, what does he do on the field for baseball?
1: Yeah, he attends Knoxville Catholic and he plays football. He he committed to Miami for football and baseball. He's a he's a three star quarterback right now, and I think that he's I, I, he's definitely a better baseball prospect than he is for football. So, um, you know, he's a, he's a two way player in, in baseball in high school for sure. Um, so he hits Andy pitches. So um, as a pitcher, he's a left handed pitcher. He throws you know round ninety, low nineties. So as a lefty, though low 90s, I mean, you always have a good shot of, you know, either playing Division One like he's going to be, or there's been some talks of, of a low-round draft pick, you know, top three rounds or top five rounds or so. So um, with that million-dollar signing bonus, I bet, uh, bet he may go to the uh, professional league baseball. So, um, yeah, it sounded like there was some awkwardness in, in the Tennessee contact with him. I don't think that we really – I don't think we really pursued him for football. I know we did for baseball, um, but the, with the way that T. Martin kind of went out, I know a lot of people know the situation there. It, looks, it sounds like he was kind of promised some things under Fulmer, and uh, he was going to get another contract extension. But then when when Danny White was hired, and then Heupel came in, it didn't sound like they wanted to continue with T. Martin on the staff. So you know, it's kind of an awkward situation there, and I think that uh, you know Tennessee pursuing Caden Martin. T Martin's son would have just been kind of awkward.
0: Yeah, I think one of the twenty four seven guys put out an article today about that, and he was saying, you know, Tennessee didn't even talk to me about football, and that's probably why. (laughs) yeah, I I think everybody. Yeah, I agree, and I I think you know, I think everybody knows that Fulmer, Fulmer tried to promise T all these things, if you know, he might have been this in waiting or promised him this promotion if this happens. But, unfortunately, Fulmer's gone now. And mm-hmm. Danny White came in, and I think he just kind of said, you know, we, we talked about it earlier, but we just think he said, you know, hey, that that was the previous staff. We're the new staff. Sorry. Like, we can't honor yeah. that. So, it, it, it really does. It's unfortunate just because it's T. Martin. And, you know, yep. his family means a lot to Knoxville and everything. But, obviously, the kid plays a Catholic, you know. So, yeah. They're they're known for football and baseball and, uh, yep. they're they're good at every sport. I think you know Catholic and C A K. They always seem to be really really good and have good players. So yeah. But wish him the best at Miami. I mean, have you seen Miami's campus before?
1: <laughs> um, not really. I've you know I've kind of been we've been to Miami once. So um, yeah, it was. Of course, I mean Miami's Miami, so. Um, it kind of explains itself
0: yeah it's i hated miami and southern california like usc Mm -hmm. and i had the privilege of seeing both of those campuses oh my god i will never get mad at a recruit at a recruit for wanting to go there they are absolutely beautiful campuses yeah so it's really amazing how these other schools even land any recruits after seeing what they look like it's beautiful so Anyway, uh, back to recruits. So Eric Gilbert, who is one of the best players out of his recruiting class, I think he was the national Gator play player of the year out of high school, which is a yeah. big deal. But he is in the transfer portal again. He decommitted from Florida, and his former quarterback out of high school just happens to be ours, Harrison Bailey, and he is recruiting him hard. I know it's all social media talk, but. He, he's recruiting him really hard, and so is d with. They're kind of just on Twitter, and I'm sure direct messaging him, texting him. So They were former teammates at their high school, and he was at LSU before, which was so weird because he said he got homesick. Then he went yeah. to Florida. The dude's from Georgia, so he's pretty much just hey. circling
1: all around. <laughs> from Marietta, Georgia, just north of Atlanta. He just went to LSU, said he was homesick. Then he decided he wanted to commit to Gainesville, Florida, which was like an hour closer to home. Um, other than like so it's like seven hours from there or something like that, something crazy. So I don't I, you know, I don't know if he was just wanting to get out of LSU and, you know, the homesick thing was just a way to get out or, or what, I don't know.
0: And that's really weird that he decommitted from Florida because He's a tight end, and Florida's tight end, Kyle Pitts, was one of the best players in the nation last year. So, yeah. I am i mean, I'm not saying I'm not happy, because I'm very <laughs> happy he's leaving Florida, but just because Florida doesn't need any more help destroying Tennessee. But I'm, I'm very surprised that he just up and left Florida. So, I, I don't know if this kid is just fickle and doesn't know what he wants, uh, if, if he's just trying to jump to a hot team. Or maybe he truly is homesick and looked at a map this time and is probably going to go to Georgia Tech or Georgia. So, I, I don't know. I think it's one of those cases where it could be a number of things and nobody will truly know the answer except him. But this kid is special. He was the highest-rated tie ever coming out of high school. And that's, that's a big deal. So if do you think Tennessee has any shot here with Bailey being his former teammate and stuff like that, or do you think Tennessee is just so embarrassing right now? He's just like, no thanks.
1: Yeah. I think that there's a shot just, you know, just with his familiarity with the program and, uh, familiarity with Harrison Bailey. Um, you know, he's only three hours from home from here. So, you know, his family can come up or he can go to see his family whenever he wants, essentially. So, um. Yeah. I mean. I think that they're in it. I don't. I. Don't, I re- honestly don't know. You know. If he. If he went to LSU, didn't like it. If he went to Florida, and he just doesn't want to go anymore. You know. I don't. I don't think he's going to go to Georgia with with Darnell Washington there. Um, who's other another highly rated tight end coming out of high school in the same class as him. So. At Georgia. Um, yeah. yeah. At Georgia. So. You know what does he go. I've heard some talk that, you know, it could be academics that's holding them out of these places um, and that he may have to go the JUCO route, which would be kind of odd. But I've heard some rumors about that. Um, but he said that he wasn't going to announce where he's going to commit until he enrolls at the school. So um, I think that he would have to enroll in the summer now since he's passed the spring enrollment period.
0: That's weird that you mentioned the Juco route. Maybe he's just waiting to see where the next season of Last Chance U is going to be filmed, and maybe he's just <laughs> going to try and go there, season six. So that oh, yeah. last season was terrible, by the way. Uh, um, I didn't even watch it. I it
1: watched was so, like, the first episode, and it looked terrible.
0: It was so bad. It was some college, I think, in uh, California. I can't remember the name of it. It had a weird name. But yeah. Man, I, I, it just wasn't the same. I liked seeing Jason Brown. Just yeah, yell funny. at people, and yeah. and then uh, buddy buddy Stevens just yell at people. So yeah, th- <laughs> this this coach actually seemed pretty nice. So it was weird. There was none of that entertainment, you know? We're like, oh yeah. man, he's gonna get in big trouble, and he yeah. <laughs> was just like high fiving everybody and smiling from ear to ear. So who knows? But yeah, hopefully Eric Gilbert is listening to Tennessee because we need tight ends really really bad. I, I mean, sorry, we need. Good tight ends really, really yeah. bad. So another position we need is like defensive line and defensive end, which even hurts worse because Big Cat <laughs> I can't I can't take that serious, I'm sorry. Big cat is it Williams? Big Cat Williams? Yeah, I think so. All right. Big Kitty Cat Williams announces he's going <laughs> to UCF instead of UT. So obviously Gus Malzon had a huge impact on him. I guess he likes his sweater vest, but I have no idea. And the visor. But yeah, the visor. But Big Cat's going uh, following his coach. I can't blame the kid. But what do you what do you think of that move, especially after posting, you know, that he was going to Tennessee. He had that cool picture. What do you think? Do you blame the kid for going with his old head coach?
1: Um I mean, I think it's it's kinda odd. I mean, I don't see why he would uh I mean, especially with Rodney Garner coming over, the defensive line coach from Auburn, I thought there yeah. was a chance that he may stick, but, um, you know, I, 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 Gus Malzahn on at UCF. He's hiring a pretty good coaching staff. So, I, am I shocked? No, but I didn't think that it would be UCF, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I didn't understand that either. Uh, I really thought we had a good shot at landing him, especially when he announced. You think these kids would think about it before they post it yeah. to the world but yeah I thought we had a good shot like you said his position coach came over from Auburn I guess he really liked Gus more than Rodney Gardner which is strange because I've heard nothing but amazing things from Gardner mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll see but best of luck to you big cat I hope uh I hope people take your name serious down there because I can't so <laughs> But also, our coaching staff has finally been complete within the last few days. So, we've added the last two pieces to our staff. So, I think you told me special teams coordinator Mike Eckler and yep. then the strength coach Kurt Schmidt, which apparently Kurt – or is it – I get them mixed up. Which one had beef with uh, Pruitt? Was it Mike? Eckler, yeah. Yeah, apparently he's like punching Jeremy Pruitt like in his college at Georgia or something like that. So, I'm sure a lot of Tennessee fans will welcome him, but whatever. But anyway, uh, so what do you think of the staff, man? Are you excited? It's finally complete. and When now we can kind of get to hit the ground running with everything.
1: Yeah, I think that the good thing about this staff is you know we don't really know much about them, so they're they're kind of under the radar coaches in which we've we've never really heard much about them, and you know they're coming here to you know make a name for themselves rather than uh, bringing their like the previous coaches that we've hired, you know, they already had their reputations. They already had, you know, they were making so much money at other places. They just demanded that amount for here. And we thought that they would be some kind of special, uh, profit that comes and brings Tennessee back. But, you know, these guys are going to work hard for their money. And, uh, I think that they're going to try to really make their, make a name for themselves so that, you know, eventually they can be, uh, you know, the big time coaches, um, that you know, like the big time Tennessee Blue Blood programs produce. Um but yeah, there's a few coaches that I'm really excited about. And uh but the one that I was really excited about was um the other day they did like a press conference for all of the offensive coaches and um Alex Galesh, who's our co offensive coordinator, um, as Josh Heupel will be calling the play. So technically he's pretty much considered the offensive coordinator. So he'll be the offensive co-offensive coordinator, tight ends coach. He just sounded like really sophisticated, really. um, It just really sounded like he knew what he was talking about. And uh, um, I mean, all his past success at UCF and, you know, Heipel talks really highly of him um, running his system. And uh, it just sounded like he really, he really has a good feel for the game and and can really teach uh, and develop players really well. So He's one I'm really, really excited about.
0: Yeah. In his interviews, you know, he seems really composed and yeah. just very calm, very smart. So I'm pretty pumped to see him and see what plays he's going to call and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, I'm pretty pumped. And the quarterback coach, that Joey Hazel, he seemed mm-hmm. pretty, pretty cool yeah. in his opening press conference. So I'm mm-hmm. excited about all these guys. If I had to pick one, I mean, obviously. I think Rodney Garner, just based on his experience at Auburn, you know the recruits Mm. that he's bringing in, the things that he's doing with these defensive linemen, I'm really, really excited about Garner. And I'll I'll pick another one. I'm excited about Cody Burns, the dude from Auburn. Uh, Mm. I know he had Anthony Schwartz (laughs) at Auburn, who was a freak of nature as far as speed goes. Yes, man, he he is so fast. But I'm excited. I thought he was really well-spoken. He understands the tradition at Tennessee, which obviously all these coaches do. But, you know, he, he seemed that – I just love how all these coaches seem very, very hungry. They seem humble. They seem hungry. And I think you're right. I, I hope they step up to the plate and stuff like that. But I'm excited to see Cody Burns. I think he's going to relate really well with recruits. So mm. I, don't, I don't know of any top receivers yet that we've missed out on as far as recruits go. But I think I think every single one of them is going to listen to Cody Burns. I think yeah. he's to, I think he's going to really really well to the coaches. So, so you mentioned tight ends coach Alex Galesh. He was like your, you came away most impressed with him. Yeah. Uh, what about as far as position group? What do you think is going to be the most improved from last
1: year? Mm, you know, with so many players that are leaving in the transfer portal on our team. Um, you know, the, the the position group that didn't really get hit that bad was the defensive line group and then adding, you know, a defensive line coach in which they didn't have for more than half of the season whenever Pruitt fired Brumball and then he kind of took over, but he was still the head coach. So I think them, you know, really getting that, that coaching experience from Gardner um, and then Gardner kind of putting his spin on whatever system that Tim Banks is going to run as a defensive coordinator. Um, I think it's going to really help out because I think we have some, some good talent and good depth there. So uh, if we can have somebody teach them the ways I think that they should improve.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think running Gardner is going to do some really good things on this defensive line and bring Mm -hmm. a lot of energy, bring a lot of passion and hopefully bring in a lot of recruits because we, we need it really bad, but I'm definitely excited to see what they can do this year. And also, shout out to our running backs coach, Jerry Mack, for finally freaking getting a picture on the recruiting websites. (laughs) I tried to look this dude up. For those of you that missed the last episode, I tried to look this dude up when he got hired. Uh, He's from Rice, which I don't even know where Rice is. Some Texas or some garbage. I don't even know where it is. (laughs) But I tried to look him up. Cool, we got Jerry Mack. He's going to try and talk to Cody Brown, see if he can get him to stay here. The dude doesn't even have a profile picture. It looks like I'm playing Guess Who, <laughs> trying to figure him out. So he finally got a picture on there, looking more legit. So got that I, orange tie on now. I'm I'm worried about running backs. I, I hope he proves me wrong, but I, I like our players. I, I just hope he can coach them up and stuff like that. But yeah. he was pretty high up in Rice, wasn't he? Like an offensive coordinator or something like that, or a co-offensive yeah, coordinator.
1: he was like an offensive coordinator, assistant head coach, or something yeah. like that. Okay, cool. But I'm excited about that. Yeah, most people seem to be pretty excited about him, and he has really good experience at other schools too, not only just Rice, but um, some other, I think, relatively high-level programs and what she's done really well at. And he I'm has some little, head coaching experience. so
0: I'll, I'll take that, yeah. I just yeah. wish he had a freaking picture when he first got hired. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm honestly a little bit worried about our defensive backs because yeah. Bryce Thompson's gone, and – Willie Martinez is back. Now, nothing against Willie Martinez, but I'm pretty sure. Was he here when Emmanuel Mosley was at Tennessee when he was young? Or is that before mm. Emmanuel Mosley?
1: I know he was here, I think, when uh, Cam, Cam Sutton, Sutton was here. Okay. I don't remember who played opposite him.
0: I feel like it was Mosley. Maybe I'm wrong. It could wrong. have been. But Mosley, I feel like, got burnt every single time in Tennessee. Like, every now and, yeah. and then he would have a good play, but man. But anyway, I could be completely wrong about that. But I'm just – hopefully our defensive backs can step up. And also, uh, Keyshawn Lawrence is gone too. Mm-hmm. So, I know he was playing that a little bit. So, we'll be young and inexperienced. But, hey, hopefully our defensive line can get some pressure so we don't have to rely on that too much. Yes. But But anyway, also Tennessee football kind of uh, announced that spring football practice is coming up finally. Yep. So actually coming out on my birthday so march 23rd is the start of spring football practice so thank you to the football gods for giving me an early birthday gift and then (laughs) march 25th is tennessee pro day so did you see where uh those three guys got selected for the nfl combine
1: yeah the virtual combine i think it was trey smith josh palmer and uh bryce thompson
0: Yep, i think it was those three yeah so shout out to those guys especially trey man i I know you guys, we talk about it all the time, but he deserves it. <laughs> Please go to the league and make your money. But but that's March 25th, a couple of days after the start of spring ball. And then April 24th is the orange and white game. So let's just hope another strain of COVID doesn't hit and all this is canceled. <laughs> but I, I'm really excited to see the spring game. I was really annoyed at the field days that Butch Jones had, so <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. So what do you think about the start of spring practice and orange and white game you excited about it
1: yeah i'm really interested to uh start putting in the offensive system and kind of get a feel for where hypo is with all the players because uh, you know he's, he's only said that you know it's a clean slate for here from here uh when he was hired to uh, um to try to figure out the best starting lineup so you know he had no prior knowledge of anybody and uh i think he's going to do a good job of, of selecting the players that fits his offense the best and and using those players to the best of his ability to get them in the right position. So um, I'm excited to see the offense. And then, uh, yeah, I think the defense is going to be a work in progress. And, um, you know, I'm interested to see what kind of, you know, formations they run on defense, whether it's going to be the same, you know, that 4 5 defense, or is it going to be a three-four-four-three? Um, 4 bunch of different things there.
0: I am fired up about the spring practice yeah. and the spring game. And I tell you what, the number one reason a bunch of people left. I'm fine with that cuz we got a team that wants to be here at the University of Tennessee. So I'm really excited to see the guys that are passionate about staying here, turning this program around for like the 500th year. But I'm <laughs> honestly, seriously, I'm pretty excited that we have a team that wants to stay here cuz I kind of feel like there was that, I don't know, I just felt like guys might have argued about it and didn't take it serious, and obviously it showed. 25 people left. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you still got people leaving, so that's fine. Just leave. I want people that want to be here, and I want people, I mean, if you want to be here, you're going to play harder for your team. It's contagious. I mean, look at Jawan Jennings. I mean, his play on the field was so contagious. Everybody was buying in around him. So, I'm definitely, definitely pumped to see all of that come into play especially in the spring so yes, yeah well me too hopefully hopefully all this will be more exciting than that season two battle pass of war zone <laughs> i i just i'm so disappointed in that thing i, I mean they, they had all this hype about it you got to watch that stupid little video when you go into the playlist and they just moved a boat like yeah on, on shore. that that's it just half a boat with a couple of zombies and that's it so Hopefully, it'll be more entertaining. But yep. Did you have anything else, man, before? Any closing thoughts on anything? No. I think I'm good. All righty. Well, be sure to follow us on Facebook, The Rocky Top Times, and also on Twitter, Rocky Top Times 98. That's going to do it for this episode. My name is Sean. And I'm Chase. As always, go, Boss. Go, Boss.